anniversary uh, it's good to be here when uh, blog talk radio has turned 11 and um, congratulations yes. for keeping up the appearances and the good voices and the wisdom and the entertainment so the, mm-hmm. the, w- one of the <laughs> things I was saying to, m- to myself uh, Nathan today uh, mm. to what Wakasonso is saying and it's going to be our uh, headline at uh, today's Dr. Patrick. We are going to run almost parallel show like we did last week. Today we are talking about the value of the value of trust, and we're putting in a, an element of time. I thought how um, Rambla Block Talk Radio. Anyone can call for the past 11 years, Nathan. Anyone can call at this hour, and they will find us on Saturday. Isn't that an achievement? <laughs> I, 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 oh, I yes. uh, yeah, we, we may not be hundred percent, but that is an achievement on its own. You know, every time you call, uh, we used mm. to do it seven seven a.m. my time nine uh, before. People have been able to find us for the past eleven years. Kelvin, yes. good morning. 
Good morning, Roger. Good morning, everybody. It's a beautiful day in Indianapolis. Okay. Good uh, good uh, uh, to hear. Uh, if I was uh, putting my picture all together, beautiful meaning what? Nice and sunny? Nice and sunny. Nice okay. and sunny. Yes, sir. Okay, that, that is uh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so, like we said, Dr. Patrick, your microphone is becoming crisp and crisp and crisp every week. It's uh, it is almost becoming scary now. <laughs> well, let me <clears throat> let me let me begin by um, recognizing our 11th anniversary, and in doing that, it's, this is going to be a tribute to Noel because Noel loves this which is a water cooler conversation. And I have quite a few water cooler conversations or discussions, and I'll, I'll, I'll save that until we get to the roundtable or when we get to discussions. But <clears throat> tribute to Noel and our brothers and sisters, we're going to heat up the water cooler. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. We thank you for that. Okay. Uh, so before I open up the tap for the water cooler, open it up, like crank it up. Bakasoso, um, on your mind, anything? Uh, I am just thankful for the sun has come, and it appears that the since they say that. Uh, when we have the sun, uh, it is heat. It is heat time. It's hot season. Uh, the corona shall return to China, and we'll go back. We'll go back to some form, some form of the normal life. Yeah, that's what's going on in my, on my mind. And then uh, I have heard rumors that the churches have been opened. I can't wait to go and uh, congregate uh, next week. It, 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 not, not tomorrow, but let's go. The early birds run there. That's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I did a little bit of reading uh, also about these uh, viruses. I'm I'm not sure back in the day if they had uh, proper counting uh, the way. I mean, even now when we have uh, we could have uh, a good uh, counting systems, they are missing a lot of numbers. But back in it was that uh, the, the great uh, influenza. They say it killed almost, it killed about 20 to 40 million people. I'm not sure I actually agree with that number, Dr. Patrick. I, maybe it's true. But anyway, my point being, Vakasonso, uh, that flu, that influenza never came from from China. Um, there have been other plagues. You, you, you are the reader of the word of God. Uh, the, the Bible is full of plagues which have hit mankind. Um, all, my, all I'm saying is probably maybe we should not fall for this Trump talk that all oh, this has come from China. Uh, they've manufactured it. They've done this. These things have been with us. Uh, that, that's just my point. These things have been uh, with us for for a long, long, long time. Uh, we, we had our own issue with Ebola in um, in uh, Liberia. Uh, thank God this didn't come from Africa. I'm not sure uh, what, what labels would have been given by now. 
that's a good that's a good uh, um that's a good view actually to not uh, particularize the coronavirus to china when it started in Wuhan, uh china and then you particularize the ebola virus to liberia so uh but um you know the the, the plagues yes it, it historically do come and i'm not sure about the the count how the count is done in in in, in these fields uh, but I'm familiar with um, with the techniques that we uh, that can be used to effectively count uh, the impact of a particular uh, play on people. But the specific uh, tools and items that they use, uh, those perhaps should be uh, the per, uh, the prerogative or something that people from the medical field can help us understand. Uh, but you know, uh, the, when plagues come, they always have a starting place. And you know mm-hmm. what has interested exactly me, what, exactly yeah what yeah. yes what has interested me is that we have not had reports from China uh, we have not had those reports as much as we've had reports from from the western part of the world and other other parts of the world uh, you know um, it it shows me that we need to have more information because how can something that be so endemic but is said to have come from China. When what 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 happened? Did, did, are the Chinese spread out around the world, or are they in contact with people around the world this much? Then that also shows us the extent to which we've become a global village. And if we have like become that. such a global village, then uh, uh, like that that. something that mm-hmm. comes in one small place spreads across the whole world. Uh, then yes. we need organizations. We need to work together as a world rather than separate the world into groups and separate countries into them versus us. I think we need to to have more cooperative uh, operations uh, um, than uh, what the current administration has been trying to do on the global stage. That's that's, that's a very good point, Wakasonso. I think we discussed uh, that that point some time back. Coronavirus, what it has uh, told us, it's not caring about your race, your this, your country, your continent. It has attacked everyone. As far as coronavirus is concerned, we are one. It is not attacking animals. Maybe there has been some stories, but it's not attacking the uh, the, the seas, the, the what in the, in the in the bush. It has attacked mankind, regardless where he is. Coronavirus is one, meaning it is translated. It is telling us we are one. Noah, 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 Noah. Talk to me. How are you, my brother? Oh, I'm doing good, good. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, uh, people outside the United States, particularly in Zambia. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We know there is one group which is always listening (laughs) to our radio show, Nathan. (laughs) 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 Uh, That red brick, they call it red brick. We know those are always uh, listening. Be our guest. Be our our guest in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Bayama. Good morning. Good morning, Roger. Conversation. Uh, it was very interesting, and uh, the diaspora has made uh, has brought a lot of information. And uh, now we can just sit down and coordinate things, and then see how. 
I mean, I'm going to say everyone in the world, decision-making, organization, everyone in the world. A kid in, uh, in Mansa in the village with a computer, he can just take something out and point it out. And he can have a lot of support from different organizations and then put it to the leaders and challenge them and see what they can, uh, what they will do. That's why it shows us that, uh, you know, we have Zambians, I mean, uh, black Zambians, white Zambians, Indian Zambians, who have get out of Zambia. And when we get to a certain place and see how England has treated all, all these races, how America has treated us all these races, and uh, uh, how China has treated all these races. So there's so there's so much information, and not only that, but how we have responded, and how we Zambians, the different races, how we have uh, 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 come out of uh, you know uh, made made of ourselves. So um, it's not now. It's not going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm always going to pick on uh, on my on the president, the past president. It's not be President Lung said this, President Lung they said this, President Lung who said this. Just give a key information, and the university to verify. You know, now we are going to the world, the world, uh, 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 one world rule. You know, if you like it or you don't like it. Uh, if we borrow money, it's not going to be that it, we have to demand. If we borrow money, it's not going to be the government to receive all the money. Some of it is going to be ourselves receiving a, a, a money on a debit card. You know, it's not going to be, you know, uh, the, 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 the big organization. If we want, now we are, receiving, we are receiving, uh, receiving money from where? Let me say we borrow money from the IMF. You know, uh-huh. instead of us, because we know how the, the things have gone in previously. Instead of, we will say, yeah. give the government some money and uh, uh, give us ourselves. You know, the stimulus, uh, the way in the United States, the stimulus, borrowing is almost like a stimulus. You know how it's happening. Now, in the United States, for those, there's people who have received from the checks and there's people who are receiving from the debit card, from the government. And, so, and who pays uh, back that loan? Who pays if they give uh, individuals part of that money? Uh, who, who pays? Uh, are, are they the businesses or, or what are they? That's, that's, why, that's why I said in a, 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 how I opened up my statement. Like, you know, all these things, will, they, 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 the chain block is going to help us how to deal with this problem. You know, if it was an example, we can say, oh, uh, similar, you know, the United States, what they did now is... Uh, they had difficult. Uh, uh, some people didn't receive their checks, and it's going on right now, you know. But uh, I right now, so many organizations that are uh, so mad that the government always bailed out the big companies. They're not bailing out us, uh, us up. Even the trackers that are in Washington D.C. to demand that now the government, you know, you you are telling the the brokers and everyone you're giving them this information. Now we want the power. Ourselves, and I'm just saying this. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not my concern. But people have to be ready. You know, it's coming. So 
and 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 for us who have traveled with access to information and to the uh uh you know I pity I know my brothers are smarter than I am. I wish that this kind of access to information. But diaspora will show that, you know, how things have changed and how we've been treated as individuals, you know. There's people if we are home, some of us we wouldn't even have a voice. If we are home some of us will even will not open Zambia Brock talk radio with the uh, the 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 finances the, with the finances, you know, even with the political thing, you know, if we are home. But we got our home, and today we are sitting on Saturday. That this would not have happened if we were in Zambia, you know. Okay. But Fair look, enough. But but very interesting. Yes. Um, uh, very interesting uh, suggestion you bring. Uh, this is what I said uh, on Nathan's show how the Canadian government, rather than giving money. Uh, by the way, Nathan, how is uh, my mic coming out? Is it okay? It's good. Yeah, very okay. good. Chris, what have you done? What are, you haven't told me the secret. Oh, no, I've just done, I just put on a, a, a filter, actually. That's, I've put it to my phone. Because I was listening to the show last week. I, I didn't like the way mm-hmm. my sound was... <laughs> Anyway, the, yeah. the, the government here, Vayama, uh, is promoting members of the diaspora. If there are projects they are doing, they, they work with them. Uh, they give a, a direct money to them because they know how uh, these governments are. And uh, we, 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 we've seen the attitude um, uh, IMF uh, has towards, especially the Zambian government, they are about four countries. They don't want to advance them any money because they have shown... Um, uh, is it capacity of not paying? If there is anything like that in English, Doctor K, Doctor K in in Montana, uh, south of where I am. Um, how are you, uh, Big Brother? Your your young I'm man fine, was thanks. looking for you, so let me give him an opportunity to say hello to you, Roger. and then you can. Uh, yeah, R- Roger, I I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I would uh, be no, doing everything. No, 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 that's what but, I'm saying. I'm saying, let me give you um, a chance to your young man to welcome you, then I come back. Exactly yes, what I'm absolutely. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, Dr. Kema, how are you today, sir? Wishing you a happy and amazing Saturday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kelvin. I really appreciate it. But you Roger, Okay, now... <laughs> I'm very fine. I'm doing fine. Um, um, it was about to start to uh, snow, snowing here, so oh my goodness. we are likely to have snow uh, for like about two, three hours. Uh, snow two to three hours. I, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. What's wrong with that uh, that picture? Uh, last week we had a very interesting discussion. I can tell you that uh, right now. We were talking about uh, free speech, Nathan. It was mm. it was a, a, it was a blast. Uh, we were first bouncing it off, Doctor Patrick, and then I don't know how what to call Imimburu in English. Imimburu would take it up. It was uh, it was great. I, I liked it. Uh, today we our our main oh brother Charlie. Before I go further, Brother Charlie, good morning in Florida. 
Good morning, Roger. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, no, welcome. Welcome. I so for you, before we go I on top of the hour, there. we are looking at the value, the value, the value of trust. One of the questions we are asking, how do you even earn and trust? What are the benefits of trust? Then the trust, the values and trust in Zambia. And uh, these questions, uh, the question of trust, is uh, really coming up when you see on Facebook NASA and people complaining uh, how the world over is not embracing the African remedy uh, for COVID-19. Uh, it's like the world doesn't trust our our medicine, and we are we are all over the place. We are mad. Why? Why? So we are going to do some examination. And one of the small elements I've taken, Kelvin, is that of time. We uh, in Africa, we in Zambia, we even have something we call, um, we call what, what do we call it? Zambian time. So I wish, uh, what is his name, uh, my friend Musawaku could call in uh, for, for, for that discussion. Uh, before we do that, there's a lot of uh, uh, stories. Uh, Dr. Patrick, just to uh, to recap from last week, uh, we, you remember we talked about uh, free speech. Well, the opposition the opposition leader H uh, H was on radio in Isoka. He was attacked by members of the the ruling party, and um, we would like to be reporting some of these things. Uh, like we said, they could be picked up by the special agency in in Lusaka, and we hope uh, the world over can listen, can know what is happening in our, in our country. Uh, the man was on the phone just talking to a radio station. The radio station was attacked. Uh, the people were injured, actually assaulted. Uh, the sad part is um, people cannot even run to the police. Uh, that I don't know if that is the way, Nathan, the... The, the PF have become how powerful they have become, but that is the sad part. But we get encouragement from what Dr. Patrick told us last week. They can close one way. They can close other avenues. Other avenues are opening up. I was uh, I was listening to a song by Your Maps and uh, Bobby something Kelvin. He says in the song how people are buying 48 houses, they are living as poor. That was in the song, and I remembered what Dr. Patrick was telling us. Yes, avenues, other avenues can be closed, but people will always find a way uh, to talk. So that is update, Dr. Patrick, uh, from what is happening in Zambia as far as uh, uh, free speech and the free media is, uh, is concerned. We are happy that uh, a lot of radios are still uh, giving platform to the opposition leader uh, to to say what he has what he has to say, sad as it is. Uh, any comment on that, Wakalonde or Calvin or anybody? Any comment on the attack at the soccer radio? Roger. Um, yes. I think last week uh, when we were talking about free speech, uh, this is something I uh, alluded to. You know. Um, 
we're in a competitive democracy and every political player must be given a platform to speak to the people. No one political party in Zambia owns all the citizens of Zambia. You see, citizens have the choice to belong to a political party and uh, they have every right to be addressed uh, by you know, that political party's uh, leadership. If we have to develop, if we have to grow as a people, if we really believe in democracy, we have to respect uh, the right to free speech. We have to respect the right to free movement, the right uh, to free assembly, right? Um, uh, blocking uh, HH is uh, very, very unfortunate, and it, it, it has to change, right? Um, we have to hear divergent views from these politicians in order to give us an opportunity to, to, to make a choice as to who we think, um, you know, will represent our aspirations. You see, um, it, it's, it's saddening that this keeps happening. And, and this was, uh, this was a, a virtual uh, uh, meeting with the, 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 you know, the, the opposition political party leader, right? Uh, I, I don't understand how that could irk any right-thinking person, you see. Uh, it, it, it's, it's sad. On the one hand, we want to develop our country, but we can't develop our country with only 10 minds. We have to develop our country with 17 million minds. You see, uh, being in leadership doesn't mean that we're giving you the power to obstruct any, any opponent. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying compete on the basis of policy. Compete on the basis mm. of you know, aspirations, right? And, and those policy pronouncements from, from the party in power, from the opposition, those are the things that uh, enable us to to you know, decide who it is uh, that we think has the right message for us. But if you keep blocking opposition uh, you know, political party leaders, that's just shameful, very, very shameful. You know? And uh, quite frankly, it's, it, it's embarrassing to belong to or to support a party that does not want to practice uh, the basic tenets of democracy. It's just embarrassing. Uh, I'm not happy. Thanks. Um, we, we have our ministers, they'll come and they'll give blah, 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 wait, empty wait, and the following week uh, the same stuff co continues. Okay, but like I said, uh, Roger, background I, 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 I think this is a good time to, to inject mm -hmm. my water cooler. Uh, yeah. I think someone wanted to say something before I do it. Yeah, just really quickly. Um, yeah. For me, this goes down to what I always say. We've figured a way around um, getting some laws and figuring out how to enforce them because every political opposition political party has complained about the same thing. So for me, even when HH comes into office, he may, he's more likely to do the same thing because that's what has happened with every subsequent government. The opposition has always been complaining of being, uh, not being given the freedom to assemble, freedom to communicate with the, with the citizenry. So we, and the method we've been trying, the, all we do is protest. We've got to find out better ways of making sure this thing stops once, once and for all. And then another culture that's crept into the Zambian politics, this business of calling your cutters commandos, commanders, and stuff like that, that is leaning towards violence. And we are standing yeah. by like nothing is happening. The fruit of it is going to be terrible violence. You can't have 
people calling themselves commanders, commandos, wearing uh, army fatigue as they go around campaigning. And it's happening on both sides, so something really has to, 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 to change. And when we attack these things, we must remove the party tax and just say as Zambians, be upset as Zambians, and not be like we're attacking PF. Otherwise, we won't give, they have no reason to change. But it's as Zambians, as a country, we can't accept this. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I still think the the uh, the party in power bears uh, more more responsibility. Uh, this kind of violence, Rachari, I think it's uh, unprecedented in my view. I know others they who are not given platform to others, but going to attack uh, people the way the members of PF are doing, uh, I'm trying to say. Uh, if we start saying let's just share the blame, uh, th then we are taking away responsibility on the people Roger, who, my point who, who is are at cadres. Yeah. My, my point is unique cadres were using pangas. MMD cadres were doing the same thing. <laughs> now it's PF cadres <laughs> doing the same <laughs> thing. So, <laughs> no, Nanguvakale, this is, you learn from this, we keep repeating. That's what I'm saying. Even if HH comes and nothing has changed, these people will do the same thing. Because that's the history. Everyone who comes in office, when they're in opposition, it is bad. When they get into office, that's what they do. Mm. But, but for me, that, that, that sounds like you give a pass to, uh, to, to, to the PF if we start doing that. Let's just, whoever no. is, in, who is in power, we separate them. What you guys are doing is wrong. Uh, HH, if you have the opportunity to come in, this is not the right way to, to go. But when we start to apportion blame equally 50-50, uh, uh, then, then we, 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 they start feeling good. Oh, no, Roger, 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 sorry, sorry. I think you missed Vachari's point. Vachari is not saying this thing has started now, right? Um, in yeah. a nutshell, he's talking about a, a bad system that we have created for ourselves, right? They were vigilantes. Did you appreciate uh, the behavior of vigilantes? No. There were thugs uh, uh, during Chiruva. There were thugs during Manawasa. There were thugs during RB, during Saka. There are thugs now. So what Wachari is saying is this system we have created for ourselves, even if we change the, uh, uh, the party in power today, it's still going to continue because these politicians, trust me, they have no control over these thugs, and that's the way they think they can gain political power, which is wrong. It's, it's, it's one of those things, uh, Roger, like uh, Kelvin is saying. What we need to look at it and uh, just admit to ourselves, like Rachari is saying as Zambians, is that it's a culture that has been built or developed, but we seem to give a blind eye to it. You right. See, for me, the, you see, what it's going to take is we know the Zambian presidency, the authority and power that lies within it. One of the things that needs to happen is whoever is going to come as head of state needs to have that willpower resolve and mindset to say this needs to stop. I'll give a simple, perfect example. Just like Chiruva was determined, you know one of the things Chiruva did, even if it's not one or whatever, whatever, one of the things Chiruva did is he did what? He put an end to the state of emergency thing. And we all got excited. Hey, you see? 
Here's one thing that we have addressed on this forum many times. There's one thing all the presidents have failed to do, public order act. So the point I'm trying to make to, to Kelvin and Alan's point is we need a leader who's going to say this culture is anti-Zambian, period. Right. Hello? Uh, you know, Kelvin has said something that's very useful, uh, that he's not happy about what the PF is doing, and he's very ashamed of the political party that they support on this forum. Um, we we um, can't compare apples with the Mfungo. You know, we have to compare Mfungo and Mfungo, apples and apples. Uh, when we go back, uh, in terms of our political play, yes, Nathan has mentioned the Public Order Act. The Public Order Act usually is used by the government in power, and every time, first, when they are in the opposition, they condemn it. When they are in power, they use it. And the usage of the Public Order Act has um, been various according to political parties. But when uh, Frederick Silva came in power, he introduced Amai Sosele. We saw the proliferation of media. We saw members of the opposition um, uh, they could speak on different radio and they could also publish their articles and speak through different fora. We also saw uh, the proliferation of political parties under Frederick Chiluba and, you know, the people who left MMD, they still had a voice. You can hear about them in the country. You can turn on radio, you can hear about them. And they can also hold their events, uh, not 100% free, but there was a political activity that was going on uh, that one can accede to say there is a development of democracy in the area of freedom of assembly and freedom of speech. This continued even under uh, President Lev Mwanawasa. Uh, our, our president, uh, the founding PF, not the current PF, the real PF, was able to go to different places and hold rallies and meetings and talk in different um, uh, meetings. Uh, of course, uh, there were times when he had to uh, bump into issues with the police and, and things like that. But the character of the current administration's interference and intervention, interventions into the political activities of their rivals, to me, it mirrors the UNIP era, uh, where the interventions are not coming uh, from the police. The interventions are coming from the cadres, and the cadres are even overpowering the police uh, to determine what they want to happen in a particular political area. Haka uh, Indeichilema is a Zambian. And in fact, from the perspective of the opposition, he's the leader of the country. And there should be no, uh, you know, no, no such situations where you make him uh, like a stateless individual. He, he, he must be able to be free to go and talk to his people everywhere. We have never seen, since Frederick Chiluba, the, the muzzling of the opposition, like we are seeing under the current administration. So for us to sit here and equalize and say the, the cutters, we, we must remember in Chiruba's government, before Chiruba came into power, Chiruba came on and instituted a law through the police uh, of assault. The fights on the streets ended. In the Unipi era, we had those, and the vigilantes also took advantage of those. And the domestic violence end, uh, ended to the point where, uh, not, not completely wiped out in the country, but to the point where even in a home when they are fighting, they'll find themselves 
victim support. They empowered the victim support unit. And property grabbing was, uh, a, was a thing of, uh, is pretty much a thing of the past in Zambia today because of the Chiluva administration instituting anti-domestic anti violence laws and, and, and following up to change certain aspects of um, the operations. But what we have seen with the current administration, uh, it, it doesn't have a gameplay. They, you know, you cannot uh, point at the certain aspects of a program that this is what they are doing. This is the positive change that it's leading to in terms of uh, enforcement of the law. What you are seeing is just the total harassment of the opposition. Uh, the opposition cannot talk, and that is not acceptable. You know, this is the 21st century. When we talk about Chiluva, it's from 30 years ago. So we must develop as a country and move forward. Why, why are they afraid? You know, when people speak, you learn from people. If they are on top, those people are at the bottom, let them hear from them. They can get even wisdom for how to govern the country. That's how people participate in the governance of their country. So what we have is, 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 is a political party that is failing to govern. That is the truth. Can I, can I supplement to what Wakas also have said? Roger. Yeah, go ahead, Wakasonso. Go ahead. Actually, I would love to uh, testify that. Sorry, it's not in court. But uh, I, can t I can assure you, and uh, even Davis Mwila, the Secretary General for PF, should be able to tell the truth. When uh, Kaunda allowed for Mount Party system to come into Zambia, all the controls that they had over everybody ended. We in MMD campaign freely, day and night, without any police intervention or any unique cadre intervention. I can testify that I never, never, never had any threat to me or to even Davis Miller, who was my Chambeshi youth chairman in Chambeshi, and the highest copper belt youth leader, I traveled day and night with Wakangwansulukawa, Mokola, everybody, the BY Muila. We never had Bodwin Nkumba. We never had any threat or any stopping us to go and talk to people in their districts by anybody. That I can't lie. If anybody would come and stand and say, UNIP did this to MMD, that would be a lie, blue lie. One. Two, the battle between MMD and PF was by finger. But MMD was with the clock finger when we were driving cars, but UNIP was with the V. There was no touching of bodies. There was no pangas. Yes, UNIPI had vigilantes before, but they became handcuffed when the president instituted Mount Party Democracy. What we are seeing today, and I'll go back to my brother Charlie's statement, where he said that we should apportion blame to everybody. I'm sorry. The person who has the instrument of power is Lungu. If he cannot, by all means, Stop his own people. Why do you want UPND to fail to defend themselves? If you hear of any attack, 
it will start from PF. It has never started from UPND. Or maybe it has been instigated by the police by starting attacking a group of uh, UPND meeting or gathering. Then there is reaction. You cannot apportion blame to somebody who doesn't have the powers or somebody who is defending themselves. There is a word called provocation. And provocation in any court of law, you are justified to defend yourself. So this is what is going on in Zambia. We know that the PF has a problem with the direction of where to take the nation. So the best thing to do is to curtail every other Zambia not to talk or not to gather or not even to campaign. But how do you recognize multi-party system in a country or democracy when you tell others not to even to go and campaign? I was very embarrassed to hear that HH cannot go to Lopra province, as large as it is, because Lungo is in Lopra province. They live in Lusaka, both of them. How come one doesn't live when somebody moves to Lusaka? Guys, we cannot be apportioning blame on something that we know one person is doing wrong. And this idea of saying, that is absolute nonsense. Uh, Roger, let me come in there. Let me come in there. You don't uh, know me. No, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. You don't know me and you don't know my plan. You cannot say that because you failed to give your wife a pregnancy, that means the next man cannot give her pregnancy. <laughs> come on, guys. Okay. It's not that everybody's thinking like Lungu. If one person fails, the other person might do better. That is how politics are, and that is how life is. Thank you. Okay. Basically, I defend your. We have attacked your your position. Roger, yes. I have a point. And, uh, I would like us to to kind of keep it objective and not uh, borderline personalizing. You know, because. The bottom line is, for me, what I'm saying is that the history is very clear. When Kaunda started that independence, there was a time when he was very good. Then things went bad. When MMD started, Kaunda, it's not that throughout the Kaunda presidency, there was no vigilante, there was no people, citizens being treated. It developed. Kaunda did not willingly sit those vigilantes down. It was not his brainchild to stop Zambians from being abused. He was forced into a corner. So he did that. When Chiruba started the first few years or so, he was the best thing ever since I spread. Things progressively got bad. There's a pattern. What I'm talking about is a pattern. That's why I'm not saying Lungu. I'm not excluding When, when, when you say when progressively I say, became bad, what do you mean? What do you mean? The, the, in, in, in FPJ, they did not wake up the one President Chiruba went into government. The following day, his cutters were using pangas. You see what I mean? Even the... the I, I don't remember the, 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 the... I don't know. The I know when Chiruba was campaigning. I know when there was the state party. For instance, he wanted state term to campaign. If he went to Kulima Tower, those boys were carrying pangas and everything. I was there. We had an office right there at Kulima Tower. So, so I'm not just talking from, I haven't lived here that long. 
I was right there in Lusaka when FCJ was trying to get into state camp. Is it? And all these. Okay, now, I, I, I think the, the, the bottom line, let's uh, just. No, the, 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 the bottom line is let, the, let the person who is power right me. now is Lung. There no, is no, just no way we will be on radio and say both of them, like Lakalonde has said, the UPND are just in the position of defense. They are not just going okay, to lay down. Let's we, let's some of us who support them, are even telling them, Roger, don't lie down like women. No, you no, no, fight no, 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 back. Roger. Yeah. Roger, here's what I'm saying. English may not be my first language. Sorry, Mbi. Tamungufu, ilepo na chila na kuna chufia nyokulanda. Roger, when I say that... No, no, let me finish. Let me finish. When I say that, Naba Kesa, Pomaka, Vachimotine, does not imply that Uripo is not to blame. I'm not saying Abadi, or if you're saying no case, I guess I should say does not mean that today he is doing that. There is a pattern. But let's say we know. The power becomes free. So what I'm saying is that we ought to have these things that will, no matter who comes, no matter the character of the person that comes into power, they cannot overstep certain limits because of the law. I am not implying that APF is not to blame. I'm not implying that yeah, I but, uh, ever but, uh, you, you, you agree that the law in Zambia is there. The law but, is but, there. But, but when I'm, you do this, so, the law Roger, is, when you is have there. something that is wrong, you figure out a way to fix it. So maybe the law is not strong enough. How can we... I'm talking okay. about... I, I, I think we end here. We end here. But Roger. at the bottom... No, the no. Bottom, no. Uh, hold no. on, Kelvin. One minute. No, let, let, me give, let me give you Dr. Patrick. Roger, when you give one person, uh, so much, I, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm not very sure what the argument is. No, Roger, but but Roger, when you give one freedom to freely uh, attack almost borderline, uh, you know, you should give no, another person to respond freely. But, uh, no, the same freedom but, uh, that the person has, has given the other one. I was not attacking your personality. No, it was. No, 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 no. You were just responding. You were Remember, you were the one. It was just a rebuttal. So if I keep uh, if we keep the radio on, you also take up uh, your your own okay. time. You would have given your your first submission, and you want okay, the same Roger, time again. Then we will make progress. Here, we, I mean, Roger, one minute. Ah, oh, Kelvin, Kelvin, hold on, my brother. One minute. Hold on, Kelvin. Freedom no. of speech. Hold on. What's that? Question. Then we will go to Doctor Patrick. Ah, uh, no, no, no. let's Kelvin. Let's Kelvin. Uh, Okay, Kelvin, you have two minutes. Go ahead. Finish. Yes, yes. It's it's okay in life uh, to have uh, to have a, a disagreement with your hero, uh, Doctor K. I was born at yes. night, but certainly not last night. Okay. That when was you talk about there were no thugs uh, in MMD. What happened to Dina Muriamungomba? Right. We have to look at those things. That's why these things have been evolving. Yes, they're a sad situation. Now, when it comes to apportioning blame to one uh, political party, I think that's where we're all missing the point, right? Who remembers the Mapatiza formula? What was it about? Who remembers the uh, uh, PF being stopped from campaigning in the southern province? You see, so the evolution has been such that uh, these political parties now feel they have strongholds where the other political party cannot go in to campaign. They raise hell for those people. 
So us on this radio must be very objective in condemning both sides. Yes, the PF might be in power and, uh, you know, they have instruments of power. They have the police and this and that, right? Yes, they carry a bigger responsibility. But that doesn't excuse any other political party from instituting similar thuggery behavior. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in southern provinces, is a no-go area for any other political party. What do you have to say about that? You see, yes, we acknowledge the PF has been wrong. We are calling them out. Yeah, we are calling them out. They should stop. But so should other political parties stop. And that's why Alan is saying, even if we change government today, Bakalonde, this behavior will continue. Thank you. Don't believe that. No, we, we, let's say, right. I, I mean, free speech, Dr. Patrick, we dealt with uh, last year, <laughs> last week. Uh, this is what we are exercising here. Dr. Pat, uh, please uh, go, go, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Well, in recognition of our 11th anniversary, right. I, would like to, I would like to put a question on the table. And my question dovetail with what was discussed uh, by Brother Nathan in the first hour. But before I put that question on the table, I'm going to ask or share with you three instances uh, or statements. The first one is you can take the person out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the person, which means you can take a Zambian out of Zambia, but you can't take Zambia out of the Zambian or the diaspora person. Mm. Uh, the second, the second is, can you have all the fruits without the labor? That's that's going to go directly to my question. Can you have the fruits without the labor? Can you have the fruits of both countries without the labor in both countries? A white person, or let me begin with an octoroon. An octoroon is a very, very white person, but this person is black. Not in pigmentation, but by family um, ancestry. And this octoroon individual, or many octoroons, have uh, chosen to live as a white person. Um, But when affirmative action came about and equal opportunity opportunities resulted from affirmative action, many of the Octoroons suddenly discovered that they have African ancestry and therefore used it to take advantage of it. So that leads us to this question. Why do we want dual citizenship? Uh, disregarding or not regarding or accepting or recognizing that the first thing we will say is for pride. But ask yourself, why do we want dual citizenship and why should a country recognize dual citizenship? Is it one, which is you can take the person out of the country? Is it two, where we're talking about uh, wanting the fruits of the United States or Canada and the fruits of Zambia without doing the work in the country. Or three, if you're going to claim yourself as being 
an American, and then you realize that now zombie is coming to the forefront. You want to be a zombie, and what is the, <laughs> what is the question? What is the answer? Why is yeah. dual citizenship important to you? Uh, that's the okay. coolest uh, Citizens of the world, one, one minute uh, each. Who wants uh, to have a, a go? Uh, a go. Why is uh, dual citizenship important to you, citizens of the world? What do you got to say? Let me throw in a thought on Dr. Patrick's submission uh, regarding dual citizenship. Uh, if you ask it as a general question, why is dual citizenship important? Uh, you have mm-hmm. to look at the, the regime of that dual citizenship, uh, and then you have to look at the laws governing with this and the, what you take and what you receive if you put yourself in that situation. I have uh, I, I had a few years ago I reviewed the dual citizenship that exists between different countries and different things that you can do as an individual uh, uh, based on dual citizenship. And I also reviewed the dual citizenship that Zambia is giving members of the diaspora. Uh, Maybe a person in in Switzerland, a Zambian in Switzerland, uh, would find that dual citizenship more valuable to them. Or a person, a Zambian living in Thailand, but if you are a Zambian living in the United States, I would uh, ask you cautiously to uh, proceed with that dual citizenship because the dual citizenship that Zambia offers currently uh, doesn't offer enough to give you sufficient benefits of being, for example, an American citizen at the same time a Zambian citizen uh, vis-a-vis your social security. Uh, if you are dual citizenship, and your go-old, your Social Security benefit in the United States will be at half because you are a citizen of two countries. And there are other little complications on, in terms of other little things and things that you can do. So if you, for example, you have been a professor like Dr. Kalonde, and you work here for 20 years, uh, apart from your pension, you are eligible on Social Security to, to be receiving Social Security benefits. If you have dual citizenship, that social, those social security benefits, uh, if you stay in the United States, will only be at half. If you go out to live in Zambia, you might even lose those social security benefits. So I don't think that the, the, the dual citizenship that was uh, given to the Zambians uh, were, was done with proper exp- expert consultations on the benefits, particularly with the the, the Citizens who are living in, uh, in, in G, G, G7 countries and all those kind of things to compare what they are giving and what they are taking. For example, if you're a dual citizen here with Zambia, there are certain things in Zambia that you don't have access to. You are almost like a second-class citizen, and you, you can't talk on certain matters. You can't be appointed to certain jobs and all those kind of things. So uh, the dual citizenship for an American with Zambia is uh, is very problematic uh, the order you grow. But if you are young right now, I, I carry two passports. It's entertaining. They're useful. That's just my one thing. <laughs> okay. That's, a diff- uh, that's an angle you've gotten which I never heard about, about uh, losing. I know even in Canada, you, you go out uh, six months, you can lose your, 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 your benefits. But... Uh, 
that is, I don't know. Uh, Dr. Patrick, yes, bringing up uh, what you brought yes. up, is that answer your question I, I, or? Uh, well, I think I think uh, we need to hear at least three or four other um, um, okay. comments on that. And the first comment, the first comment is outstanding in the sense that uh, something was shared to us that we we hadn't thought about whether or not dual citizenship is worth losing half of your social security. Doctor P. One, 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 of, one of the benefits of uh, uh, dual nationality is voting rights. I can vote in the U.S., I can vote in Zambia. So my voice is heard in both countries, which to me is, is awesome. Uh, additionally, uh, I can work in uh, the U.S., I can work in Zambia without having to obtain special work permits. Uh, if I'm a dual citizen, I can... Uh, uh, go to school in the U.S. as well as in Zambia without applying for, you know, special student visas. Uh, the other one is land ownership. I can own land in the U.S. as well as in Zambia. I can own properties here. I can own properties in Zambia, you see. So to me, those, those are some of uh, the benefits of dual citizenship, you know. I mean, it's I'll, not uh, now, it's not a does, does, Doesn't that Kelvin. contravene what our first caller stated? That that's far from being a second class citizen. What you just said, you're you're an equal citizen, but it contravenes on what our prior uh, callers shared with us. Uh, Doctor Patrick. Uh, yes, Roger. yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I think there is the, a misrepresentation of some information in terms of uh, ownership of land in Zambia or in the U.S. You don't need to be a citizen to own land in Zambia. You don't need to be a citizen to own land in America. It's the pocketbook that speaks louder. So anybody can own property in America. They can own property in Zambia. And we've seen that everywhere. And yes, there is that benefit of voting in Zambia and voting in the U.S. But unfortunately, I've never seen any vote being sent to me here in America from Zambia. Not even a single day, so I don't know you have that to go I have there. to pay. Uh, no, no, let me finish, please. I don't have to pay two thousand dollars to go and vote. It doesn't make sense. Nanguna uh, dedicated Chimono. No, no, man. my hero. They are mailing ballots. They are mailing ballots if you live in Zambia. There are no mailing ballots if you live in America from Zambia. That is basically true. So the benefit of being more one-sided. The benefit is more one-sided. Can you can you repeat what your question was again? Those logistics are being put in place. When was dual citizenship enacted? Yeah, being put in place. Yo, no, 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 no. It doesn't mean that there were no Zambians who were citizens here in America. You see, that you don't need to be dual citizen for you to receive your ballot. I'm supposed to receive my ballot from Zambia even before dual citizenship because I'm still a Zambian. He didn't, didn't need to wait for it. No, that is not an excuse. That, that, that's a good Sorry. point. Because a lot of us are permanent residents here. Yeah. Uh, permanent oh, yes. residents, meaning we are still citizens of Zambia. Uh, as yeah. our government ever uh, said, uh, let's mail uh, yeah. this, no. 
Yeah. But, but Roger, Roger, I think we, for, one thing, for, one for thing that we miss is when laws are formulated, they are progressive. That's why you get one bite. Now how do we make it effective? So our next fight, that's why it should not end as just the fact that we have been yes. granted your system. Let, let me say this now we can begin to say this benefit. For instance, we can begin to fight for me. That's a step forward. You know, so, so I think it's, we, we've got to accept that it's going to be progressive. We may not write a perfect law from day one. Even America has taken them several, a long time to get to where they are. Uh, let me let me finish yeah, one let thing, me Roger. In, let me throw in another conversation let me finish here. Just, let me just finish one more thing that uh, people have, to, have talked about, that they want dual citizenship because of their children. I've heard that several times, that they want their children to be citizens of Zambia. Your children are citizens of Zambia no matter what. In Zambia, to become a citizen, there are three types you can have. Best naturalization, and ancestry. Now, since you, one of the ancestors, or both, are Zambian, your children, at a certain age, they will become Zambians. These, these things are very important. You, yes. you, can, you don't need yes. to start struggling to get your children's citizenship from Zambia when they qualify automatically because of ancestry. Yes. Those things are they are on your a passport application. Those things. Why do you want to be to have dual citizenship? My answer, Doctor Patrick. Doctor Pat. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roger, I'm contributions. My my point from many years or many months still stands. Very simple and straightforward. It doesn't mean anything. Next person. Thank you, Uncle. In my in my grandfather's village in Sorwezi, uh they 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 emphasize one point why you are must be dedicated to reading. They used to say. School washupa. School washupa. You know, it, it, you know, school washupa. School washupa. We must be dedicated to reading. So uh, let me throw in another complication. If you are a dual citizen, one of the things that are required of you, for example, here in the United States, all incomes and all your resources, including the where you're collecting rent, you are supposed to pay taxes here in the United States on that income. In Zambia. The same thing. What does Zambia want from you in terms of taxation? If you are a citizen of Zambia and wherever you are, do you pay your taxes on your global income? So you may find yourself in a box where you actually owe taxes because you took dual citizenship. So, Dr. Kalonde is correct. Let's read first before we, 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 we accede to some of these things. There are complications. And it will, right, right now, as it is given to us, it is not properly given. It is not, a, it is not even, the law is not properly written. It's sentimental, and it can come out properly on the lips. No, we've given dual citizenship. But if you go into the details, no, 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 no. You are going Let me also, the water, the water cooler, the water cooler is bubbling. But I would like to also have it bubble with um, input from our ladies. As well as our youth. 
Why is it important? And are you going to let Brother Nathan get away with saying that it doesn't mean anything? Uh, for me, citizenship, uh, no, uh, I wanted to uh, uh, a study uh, test on me because of uh, uh, the uh, uh, being uh, a poor Zambian who was born in uh, in a village, unprivileged, and uh, at 19 uh, being treated like a second-class citizen, as soon as I got here, just by getting a green card and my situation changed. And uh, traveling to Zambia, going with uh, expired passport, going to there, and then someone wanted me to bribe them, and I got frustrated. I refused because I started coming back here with a travel document, and I have everything, and I want to digitalize them. Coming back with a travel document as a Zambian, and plead with uh, with the authorities there that uh, my passport expired, but I have to go back. They said no, because they wanted me to bribe someone. And they get to United Kingdom. They refused. They said no. This guy, the passport is expired. He can't go. And they called somebody I can hear on the other side. They asked him, does he have a green card? And the other person said yes. And they told him, why are you wasting his time? Let him come to the United States. My knees buckled. I could not believe it. I did not go to a, 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 a minister. I didn't go to what? Somebody just told me, is he? Does he have a, can, an American green card with a last name, was born in a village, with going through so many years without shoes, with walking with a with a with the pants that my back are showing, to become untreated that he has a green card, not in my own land, but in such, in America they realize that uh, is human being. So, so Ayama, if we were to to weigh uh, the two um, uh, po- po- positions. A point on answer. Where are you leaning to, Ma'am? Uh, where would I'm you rather somebody to, where, take where, your citizenship, where I'm or you where I'm are saying? No, don't explain. To, no, no, don't like, explain. Just tell us where you are leaning to, uh, because when I'm you you because, start going all I'm over I'm the place, we are losing the the argument. Just let me finish. Let me finish, Roger. And just give me two. Just a minute. I'm learning to just like with the way I was saying myself earlier, the conversation we had of uh, of uh, people have come out of Africa. You know, we have come up Indians, uh, white people, and stuff like that, poor and rich. And when we come to to America, we are yeah. all the same. Uh, you, know, so you are going all over the place. Just because you cut on me, this when, you, when you cut me like that, because you like to jump sometimes. There's so many, you know, uh, Roger. I mean, you, Yama, me, and you too. We have to get. Well, you know, we we get along and stuff like that. But sometimes when you come in and start cutting me like this, you make my you you confuse. You, I mean, you make me lose my train of thought. And you know that I'm very patient when I'm when I'm listening. There's so many people that you 
they go back and forth, you know. But I'm listening, and sometimes just give me a chance to explain, you know, because sometimes when you interject, you're letting me lose my, my train of thought. But yeah, you, I, I, I apologize for that. I apologize for that, Wayama. I apologize for that. Like last week we talked about uh, uh, speech. But as a moderator of the show, when I see uh, the, the story is just going, uh, you know, but, a lot of avenues, uh, then we are just no. losing, you know, our time here is short. Soon we'll be hanging up. Let's see. You see, that's um, the reason I like America. When I went in the class and the teacher said, I asked a very good uh, uh, question like, uh, I, just you, you make me be fearful of asking questions. And I've been to a meeting in America, and a professor asked, and he said, let's listen to his view. And it will take time until you come up to, the, to listen. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, in America, I'd rather be, I mean, I'd rather have two, uh, two passports. Uh, so, so that we, okay. Okay. you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, that's better. That's better. You know. Go ahead, fine, Varos, because we're just gonna. No, that, that, that's better. You, you put it straight because we were we were losing your thought uh, as you 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 were going all over there. Take time, uh, take time. That's why we love America because I'm, I give the time. I'm going to be holding a Sunday show, Vayama. A Sunday show, you and me, and I'll be giving you almost a full hour where you just have to say what you. Because you like explaining things very well in stories. And that is wonderful. Yes. But for this setup, where you have to share with everyone, sometimes it is, uh, it has a, uh, it's only limitation. No problem, right. So let's make a reference you and our starting show on I'll Sundays. I'll where, especially, Yama, you, you remember last week, uh, I wanted even to post it on uh, Facebook, Kwa uh, Kazembe. Uh, they appoint Abana, Bamwana Kashi, the women, because they are sure who they are giving this uh, chief. I like that one. You really have to tell me, but we don't have time time now. Dr. Pat, you may not, have to conclude on, on, this, on this one. Uh, yeah. Okay, don't forget. Don't forget, uh, we would like to hear from the ladies of the program as well as the youth. If not today, um, possibly next uh, next weekend. Okay, we can do that. We can arrange that. These are recorded. We, these are recorded, and I can bring up the, the, the show uh, yeah. next week. Uh, we will we, we, ask uh, the ladies to, 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 to join us. And, and the youth, and the youth, and the youth. Okay. Let me let me give you um, three uh, three concluding thoughts to that question. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one I gave at the outset, which is um, the answer to why dual citizenship. Why do you want dual citizenship? Uh, one is pride. Right. Two is right. Two is to get a seat at the table, and the seat okay. is the Zambian table or the U.S. table. And one of uh, one of the um, parts of that was shared with us earlier, which is the vote. No one will listen to you unless you have a vote. If you have a vote, you have an ear, you have an audience. And the second we talked about it partially, but it, it can be expanded, which is money. 
if you have capital, you are moved right to the seat of the table, either the table in Zambia or the table in the United States. And the table oh. is government. So uh, we can we can those are the three things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very, very quickly. I, I, I know yeah. these are, are massive, uh, Dr. Patrick. Uh, these yeah. are huge. But just the first one here, the question of pride. Uh, yes. we, we, we may under, underestimate uh, uh, this point. We may underestimate it. Uh, this is the reason why uh, some of us, Wakalonde, when we die, we insist we go get buried back home. We refuse to be buried here. It's a question of yes. pride. Yes, that goes back to my first statement, which is yes. you can take yes. the person out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the person. And if you replace it with you can take the Zambian out of Zambia, but you can't take the Zambia out of the person, out of the Zambia. Right. Right. And remember when you... Well, as a, as a dual citizenship, you hold that American passport or Canadian passport. You can go to 190 countries, 190 or 80 countries, no questions asked. And if you use it properly, you know, that, that is a benefit. Uh, yeah, but yeah. the question of pride, Nathan, to me is huge. Mm. Pride is like uh, in business, like us also. In business, what is this? Uh, goodwill. Goodwill, you may not necessarily uh, see it. It's an intangible, so to say. It's an intangible. So it's, so it's bright. It's huge, in my view. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 we move on, Misha. We move on. Let's, let's, let's ah, move on. Um, we, we have a problem in Mwenelunga. Um, so our government has a, um, instead of maybe organizing funds, uh, there is a gold mine, by the way, gold mine going on right now in Munilunga, and there is total chaos, Nathan, over there. Mm. The police mm. chief has sent his people, the military has got its own people, the party and this government, Mwila, uh, has got his own people, and no one is uh, in control of the situation there. I was on the phone with someone, they told me, two policemen have, have even died. Hmm. Um, if you saw what was going on uh, uh, on Facebook, the certificates of the investors who, who have been given to run the mine are Sudanese. The Muhammad, 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 the city of them there on the certificate are Sudanese. And the money they needed was $2.5 million to open the mine. $2.5 million, nothing. Do you know what that means? Mm. One bag of gold, one bag of gold which is weighing mm. about 50 kg could have easily raised the money. So everyone mm-hmm. is asking. Everyone is asking why our government is doing what they're doing. I got a call this morning and someone was telling me, why is God God giving us God under PF government? Why is Lenza okay. allowing uh, this to happen with the PF government? Our, no, our, our, our president, 
and I, I thank God for freedom of speech. Our president has shown weakness after weakness after weakness. At this point, Mangufudi Kelvin, who is uh, a dictator, could have fired everyone. What is happening in Mwenilunga? Yeah. The point is, this is what I'll say, God. Number one, that God has always been there. Okay? That God has always... The other question I always ask myself is, why did it take us so long to develop the mines in Solwezi and all that? Why did it happen when it has happened? The question I ask myself is, do you remember what Daniel Mwamba said on the show when he was going to open that road traffic trust in Zambia? They asked him and said, where are you from? Okay. Then you heard, I responded and said, tell them, Mwamba, why are you asking me where I'm from? So why didn't the government, I'm not going to say PF, me I'll use the phrase government. Why didn't the government reach out to the Zambian diaspora and say, we have a gold mine in Mwinilunga and we need people. Why didn't the government call Kelvin Chishimba in Indianapolis and say, we have a gold mine, we need to do. Why didn't the government call that so-and-so? in Washington, D.C., and asked, we have a, why didn't the government call Chisewe in Pennsylvania and say we have a gold mine? You know, Nathan, that is even a, a, a long story. Calling uh, Kelvin here is probably mm-hmm. expensive. 2.5 million could have easily been raised with their own resources, with the gold they, they've just mined there. Kelvin, like so and so and the yes, yes, yes. The, the yes. Way, how did they get in touch with those guys in Sudan? They could have easily gotten in touch with Kelvin. How did those Good Sudanese point. even come into the Good picture? Point. Good point. And, and that is where why so many question marks uh, the Zambian people are asking. That is where the mm. question marks are asking. Our so government, whether say, it becomes from Mukula, mm-hmm. President Lungu has had a problem. Now yeah, it's gold mining in Mwinilunga. It is, mm-hmm. it is, when you hear stories which are there, uh, I send you audio, it is, you would think it, the, the country is being run by the, the master. You know, one of the stories is the gold was confiscated, the police confiscated the gold from the mine, took it to the police, and the gold was stolen from the police station. Which country does that? Like we watch in the movies where drugs go missing at the police station, right? <laughs> okay. The, you see, the point I'm trying to make here is that, I know we are laughing, but the point I'm trying to make here, Roger, is that the government, through one of its agencies, I'm just trying to think objectively, through one of its agencies, ZDA, Zambia Development, Development Agency, Dr. Patrick, they could have said, ZDA, we are giving you an assignment. Mobilize those guys living outside of Zambia to put $2 million together so that they run this mine and mine this gold so that the resources remain within Zambian hands. There are those the dual citizens exactly. benefit and thing. Exactly. Okay, that's the, way the question is, remain into 
is that Zambian, uh, Zambian hand. Exactly. Yeah, Zambian that is the hand. point. We're, we're not but we are still we're taking away uh, this mineral to the foreigners. Yeah. Let's, let me finish. While we are complaining about Kalumbira, all these copper mines, they are taking this, they are taking that, we are doing the same with, with, with God. Okay. Yeah. Well, Who else see, wants to say something here before I bring in another, another hot one here? I don't know if we are going to touch our main discussion. The, Kelvin, the next you one. Have, you couldn't have found $2 million, Kelvin. <laughs> I, I have it actually right now. You see, Roger, nobody wants to. Let me finish my point, my line of thought. What I'm trying to say is we listen to each other talk here. I'm, I'm very convinced we see Kelvin's connection. Dr. Kalonde's connection, and we have one of the greatest assets in a personality that the world cries for here, Dr. Patrick. You think we couldn't have found two million and buy that mine and start mining? We could have found it. We could have done it. We could, we have, could have found it. Kelvin, come yeah. on. Two million but, but Ethan, you, you know the reason why our politicians keep doing this thing to us? Because yeah. these things die a natural death. There's no consequences for anybody. None of There are no consequences. That's why they keep doing this. You have probably got the next is going to be something else. It's not the last one. That's what frustrates me is that when we protest something, we don't see it through to the end. Somehow, somewhere, we've got to figure out a way of bypassing the government and bringing the government to their knees. Just like this Kaunda forced him into accepting mouth party politics. Unless somebody is paid for the action, they'll keep doing it. It's okay. No problem. They'll even make the sacrificial police get, okay, but you won't even do jail time. You'll keep the money. Even someone who buried millions of dollars in the ground is a minister today. If people start going to jail, they'll start changing some of the behaviors. I mean, it's not the only solution, but, but it's a huge part of it. People, there has to be consequences for your actions. So, uh, be on the lookout for for, for that uh, very disturbing uh, story, in, in my view, Nathan. Um, mm -hmm. You make a very good point of looking for uh, investors here in diaspora, investors within Zambia. Uh, but my bigger worry is, is uh, the confusion which is there. There is no leadership. This is the way you can even lose the country. We talk about Congo today as a very confused nation. Every corner has its own leader. Somalia is the same. It's leaderless. It's leaderless. Uh, the situation happening right now in, in, in Munilunga has the potential to put the country in chaos because there is no leadership right now. President Lungu could have just fired the uh, Kampiongo, if Kampiongo cannot get uh, that thing in order, uh, fire the IG, and then he installs people and they'll be disciplined. How else can we have so many people fighting, fighting there when we have a head of state? That is the worrying part. They confiscate my, they confiscate my property. They go and put it in the, in the, in, in the police station. And then my, prop my property in the police station is stolen. That means next time when I have something, you are going to get that uh, item from me over my dead body. I'm not giving you. And that is a definition of lawlessness. When we cannot 
trust the, we cannot trust the police, we cannot trust the court, we cannot trust nobody. Mr. Lungu, that is the definition of lawlessness. It's not a light thing of uh, just about investment, but it's people who want to steal here, people who want to rob here, people who want to do this. This is where we are going. So, gentlemen, be on the lookout. This is a very serious thing if you could have a country ungovernable the way it is happening in Northwestern Province today, as far as God is concerned. This is why we thank Roger. the MMD. Roger. I right, thank sorry, the MMD where, when Copa was found in Kalumbira. Today we have a town there. We have a sanctioning mine. If it was this government, I don't know. Go ahead, Kelvin. Roger. Roger, yeah. You see, you, you're right uh, in one respect, but this is where I think uh, you and I uh, don't connect. You always blame one person. That country is not about one person, Okay. Uh, you will find that it's probably the ministers that are doing this. It's probably the technocrats that are doing this. It's probably the police that are doing these things, right? This is why I say the lack of a proper system in Zambia means that we will always blame the head of state. I think to me, to an extent, it's not fair. You see, we all are responsible, right? If God is discovered in uh, Mwinilunga, if we have a proper system, there will be proper accountability. Everybody will know what is happening. This is, you know, these are the decisions we're making and this and that. If God is stolen at a police station, you are blaming the head of state. No, guys. This should be collective responsibility. And when I say collective, I mean you, me, every Zambian, including Dr. Kalonde. You see that? So let's not just go about blaming one individual. Do you know what that means? It means that every day we wake up, we always look up to this one individual. No, that should not be life. You see, it's Kelvin, like... Kelvin, you live in America. Hold on. Hold Kelvin, on. are you calling us from America or you are in Kito somewhere? Hold on real quick. It's like in a home, right? You're, you know, a, a, a male parent is working, providing food. Right? And then he loses his job. All of a sudden, you start struggling in the house. You are a 21-year-old, right? All you are doing is sleeping in the bed, waiting for this man who has lost his job to provide food. When you can't get up and use your initiative to go and uh, find food, to help this man run the house, you see that? No, Roger. Yes, I've said this on this show before, and just earlier today, I said yes. The responsibility is up to those in leadership, but it should not just end there. We have a responsibility as well as citizens. If we love our country, we have a responsibility as citizens to make sure that things are running the way they should run. We talked about free speech. These should constitute part of free speech, right? Uh, 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 the, great, the reason why America is great is the patriotism that people have you see if we can be patriotic regardless of the silliness of uh, the leadership if we can be patriotic we we are students of politics what, what do you mean truman meant when you says when he said the back stops here as president of the united states what do you mean, you mean by that I, I understand that. So my question to you is, are you blaming President Lungu for Kelvin. that? Over Kelvin. Over Kelvin. Over. Now wait, wait. Wait, wait. I'm answering wait, wait, and you are asking wait, wait, no Kelvin. question. 
not asking you a question. I'm just telling you. Uh, President Lungu is the commander-in-chief. He's the commander of the armed forces in Zambia. The Zambian people elected him. Uh, simple civics, civics says he appoints the minister of um, police. He appoints the IG. He appoints the army commander. When those three or four or five Northwestern Province uh, police chief fail to do their duties, it will be unfair for us to go and blame those people. When the authority are the Zambian people, we don't elect four leaders at one time. We only elect one. Now you select your team. If anything goes wrong in your team, you deal with them. If you don't deal with them, we deal with you. And we are dealing with him right now. We are not going to apportion bread. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. This is a mistake you keep making. No, no, no. You are the one that is making. I don't think you're understanding uh, what, I'm, uh, what I'm saying. Yes, yes. We elected President Lungu to be the custodian of national resources. Yes, the man cannot do everything by himself. He is surrounded by, by advisors. He is surrounded by the intelligence. He's surrounded by you know, other people. Even you and me surround him. What he can't see, he can't act, right? Now, unless you're telling me you're privy to the conversations he has with the IG, with the Minister of Home Affairs, with the Minister of Mines, are you telling me that he doesn't chide them? All you want to see is a person being fired. There's what's called corrective action, Roger. It's not just about being fired. You know why? Because every little incident that a minister does, they'll be fired, replaced, fired, replaced, fired, replaced. Things don't operate like that. You see, uh, the responsibility okay. must be for each one of us. We are on radio okay. every Saturday. I, I, don't even, I don't even know what that means. Uh, to tell you the, truth, Roger, Roger, the, Roger, the responsibility Roger. is with each one of us. I don't okay. even know what that means. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, clearly, yes. Roger, I think clearly, I apologize uh, if you want to discuss Bemba, you can give me a call. But if it comes out during the speech, then Dr. Patrick can help you interpret. Uh, there is a Bemba from North Carolina. <coughs> so, so anyway... <laughs> Uh, Kelvin, it's clearly good to see Kelvin's heart. You know, Kelvin uh, does uh, does doesn't like to see punches and bullets thrown at um, at the incompetence of the president, uh, even when it is his responsibility. Yeah, but what happens uh, in a country, uh, a countryman, is that government must have a policy. What do we do? What is the policy for developing new minds? And what, what are the policy prescriptions? What do we do if we discover uh, minerals? What steps do we take? Government has all those policies there in Zambia. The question we must ask ourselves is, did the Ministry of Mines carry out those procedures? Or it's just a small group of people within the government who operate outside of the written procedures, and they just organize 
an illegal investment situation or maybe an investment situation outside of the policy prescriptions of the government. Whatever we try to spin this issue, it's a governance issue. It's a governance issue. And when we, we are dealing with a governance issue, we only have one all-powerful position in the country that determines, uh, helps us determine the things that we need to do in each given situation that relates to the people. Right now, as we are talking, the mines are in the hands of foreign companies. Now we are trying to fight how to get a stake from them. And we discover a small, um, a small or mineral deposit that can also help the country. The first thing we do is to go and get some other foreigners to come and, uh, and also take that. That is foolishness in government. And we cannot take collective responsibility for foolishness on which we were not consulted as a citizen, or even the policy of developing the mind, uh, which was neither followed nor even uh, you know, consulted. We, we can't do that. So what we are trying to say is, the whole idea of us sitting here and talking and blaming the president and, 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 and doing all those kind of things, that is very good for the president. We are waking him up uh, because it doesn't seem that he's conversant with his issues. And it's, it's understandable. There is no college where you can go to learn how to be a president. There is no college where you can go and learn about, you know, you can learn about politics and, and stuff like that. You can be a scientist on politics. But how to appropriately govern the country, it is an issue of wisdom. And what we are saying on this show is that there is no wisdom in externalizing the investment in the gold mine in Munirong. There is no wisdom there. And see if there is no wisdom, our responsibility then is to continue putting the pressure on them to do the right thing for the people of Zambia. And I'm sure the contracts are, are raw. Remove those foreigners. That's what we are saying here. Remove those foreigners from Munirong and let the Zambian people be able to operate that and follow the policies from the Ministry of Mines on how to develop new mines and, uh, and, and, and the practices of government. In this particular case, we always talk about, oh, the system is this, the system is this. But leadership, people don't follow the system. People follow people. And uh, unfortunately for us at this particular point, the person we have to follow is Mr. Lungu. And if the governance is mediocre, oh, my God, before the truth drops from our mouths, we are old enough not to talk, we, we will talk, and we need to be heard. Let Mr. Lungu and these people go and do the right thing there in Munro. Flush out those foreigners. Stop externalizing mining deposits today if you didn't do it yesterday. Yeah. Roger, 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 I think my sentence here on, on this matter is this. You know, uh, different people will have uh, different ways on which they reason or think to govern. So when a group of citizens, for instance, they see something that is wrong, whether it's injustice or they see people being the country being uh, robbed or any anything that speaks to you, we we have to be able to move to pressure. Can we organize? Can we do something about this particular one issue? So maybe that's why you have protests and pressure groups who grow in and say no, this cannot be. We are going to protest. We are going to campaign until this thing. So the Zambian citizens. That's where, um, I mean, fault and responsibility are two different things. It may be PF's fault, but it is our responsibility as Zambians to bring correction. So as responsibility, it may have to cost us to dig into our own pockets and begin to find some people on the ground and say, you guys, go and parade there. Go and do this. Let's correct signatures. Do whatever has to be done. Bring it to attention of the IMF, World Bank, whoever needs to be talked to, the 
noise that needs to be made. Protest at the Somali embassy. Some, some kind of action that is going to bring our government to its knees. Or so that you, out of shame, they do the right thing. Because I, I keep saying, because we forget quickly as Zambians, we are going to move on from this topic. And another one will come up. So as, I'm not saying necessarily Zambia blocks of radio, but just Zambians generally. We have to come up with ways of protesting and forcing government to back or, or, or back down on some of the decisions that they make. And talking like this is part of it. I, I agree, 100%. Talking like this is, 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 and unfortunately, to Kelvin's not so much point, one person we have employed who has almighty power in our country is Edgar Tagwalungu at this point. If we had Chiruba, we could have blamed him and thrown him away. If we had Manawasa, the same. At, at, at this point, why, why uh, uh, Dr. Kalonde's cousin, uh, Davis Mira's people, what are they doing there? To to Wakasoso's point, if we had a policy for the mines, what are the PF cadres doing there? At the who is who, who is okay. the head of the, the PF cadres at 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 Monerunga? I have to tell you this: some of the questions we ask, we have answered. When you say PF policy on the mines or the gold mines. Ask yourself, does PF have a policy? <laughs> we might think they do. You, uh, I, I want to give them credit. Let me say this. Okay, sorry for that. The gold mining, the gold mining in Zambia, it has just come so soon, and it has come at a time, according to your, even your own statement, God has given us God at a time when a team of crooks are in office. <clears throat> so it is not a blessing to the people of Zambia that we have that God mind. I no. heard this speech by that gentleman when he was complaining about what had taken place mm. in, in that area. We're supposed to be, the people in that area are supposed to be benefiting. The country is supposed to be benefiting. I think in Wachadiwa, that money is being externalized. You can't put money gold in the hands of foreigners and expect that money to come back into the country to be part of the GDP or to be part of the economic growth. Those are the mistakes that we have done in Africa in all, all of the countries that have resources that are sold outside. We have sold our resources for cheap. And our schools, our hospitals, our lives, yeah. the way they were before independence. The only thing that we have the resources. is the person the only thing that changed is the person in those state houses. But you have literally remained the same. We've never benefited from those minerals. Yes, Kaunda tried. That's why we have schools, hospitals, roads and everything. But what about these other countries? What about these other presidents that we have had? What have we gained? Zambia does not have does not own any copper anymore. Why do you want them to own gold? Those are the because once a mine was sold for, for a song, 
the minds were sold for a yes. song. I don't know who it is. Uh, 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 yes, so, 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 we, so as we have talked about all this, in the, I reiterate my worry of why the, 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 the confusion, which you heard, you heard the, video, the, the audio. You heard the groups which are over there. My mind, Somalia just, just clicked in, in, in my mind. This is, imagine those people start having their hands on the gold, start having money, and now they will start buying uh, 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 weapons. Now they will start uh, uh, fighting for control. From a small mine in Mimilunga, people now will start fighting. This corner, I'm, I'm in control. This corner, I'm in control. That is my worry. Maybe it is me dreaming uh, my, 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 my dreams, but we are saying, Someone who is in power, who is in control, should put his foot down. If the ministers are not helping him with them, if the IG is not helping them, he has the power given to him to fire them. Weak as he, as he is, I'm sorry to say. Next question. Roger, why uh, about theory on this thing? Because remember, President Kaunda said in an interview that uh, the, the West did not allow him to mine or dig out even the oil that we already have in Zambia and other minerals. It was stopped by the West. So sometimes some of these uh, presidents who have come, they are powerless. If that theory is correct, if Kenneth Kaunda himself was powerless to mine and help our country because of what the West did, then we should be not just, I'm not saying we ignore the politicians. As we look at the politicians and force them to do right, we also look at the influence of some of these countries that do not allow us to exploit our own minerals freely and, and uh, have progress and development now in our own nations. I think that's a theory that's worth exploring. Next week, we're still going to look at uh, Zambian, uh, Zambian time. Today, there Roger. are so many issues in, in Zambia. The next question, Wakalonde, is we, we saw in Zambia a man is married to a Chinese. They go to the restaurant, and the, the man, because he's black, the Chinese, they, 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 chase, him, they chase him away. The, the mayor goes back to... Uh, the mayor goes back to the restaurant, he takes away the license, uh, and people, the Chinese, are going to park. Within yeah, this week, that, we saw another it. man go, he wants a, a, a haircut uh, in the Chinese uh, barbershop. Uh, they tell him it is 300 kwacha when a normal cut within Zambia is just about 30 kwacha or 40 kwacha. 300. The man says, okay, I've got 300, I'm going to pay. Oh, no, 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 by the way, we are closed. So it is reported uh, discrimination. The mayor again comes to close uh, closes that. Uh, Roger, Roger, all those things are not happening by accident. All those things are happening because we don't have a government. When those people are coming in, they are coming in any way they want. You cannot, you know, the laws in America or in Canada, Roger. Start your business. Vachari does this. Vachari cannot even discriminate against his own child. He will be arrested in his own business. You see? This is, and he would lose his business to his own child. Every dollar will go to that person. These are things that 
with as a government. I'm sorry to come back to one thing. This one thing that we have failed to do is that we have put unknowledgeable people in those offices. I remember Kelvin talking about technocrats, technocrats, technocrats. Yes, we have technocrats, but you cannot have a technocrat as a junior person to somebody who's like Boman Rusambo. You go and advise him if you have a technocrat. There is a gap of understanding. So those policies I mentioned that we don't have, when the cabinet sits, how many people even understand what it means by the word policy? Those are the things that we should look at as a government. What are we doing as a people? We have let our country down. Yes, we are here enjoying life and doing everything. We can try to say anything that we want to say. But the work is supposed to be done that side. Dr. K, I'm glad you've said uh, we have let down. And that's exactly what I was saying when I called for collective responsibility. Uh, Michael Sata said, the worst cowards in Zambia are the educated, right? If we see that Boman Rusambo is not uh, intellectual enough to be in government, right? Why can't you, Dr. Kalonde, Dr. Katsonso, myself, Roger, Vanessa, anybody on the show, why can't we stand up and say, you know what, I'm patriotic enough. I know I can do this because I have this knowledge. I have, uh, you know, such good policies to contribute to the well-being of my country. I'm going to stand for political office. Why? Why are we just armchair critics? You see that? Because this is going to go on and on and on and on. Be why? Because the reservoir of leaders that these guys have to choose from is inept, right? Is inept. <coughs> and they'll keep these same people. So why can't we, those that are enlightened, those that are exposed, those that are knowledgeable, those that are educated... We, 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 we run radio. Don't forget that. We no, run radio. No, no. You're, no, you're, no, you're no actually, Dr. K was speaking, was speaking and there was peace. When I speak, you interject. Kelvin... <laughs> No, listen, why can't we challenge ourselves, guys? Yes, this, 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 you people are keep going on and on, and they won't change a thing about the fortunes of our country. Please, let's get up. Let's do it. I challenge you. Very, very quickly. Thank you for that, Kelvin. Very, very quickly, Noah. Are you there, Noah? Just let me get your attention. Hello, Noah. If you're on mute, we can't hear you. While, while, we're, okay. waiting, while we're waiting for Noah, I have... Well, um, well Dr. Pat, I, I, and then I'll ask you a question. Before a okay. Chinaman comes into Zambia, because we are seeing this, we saw it in Kenya, we saw it in Uganda, the Chinese discriminating against the locals they have found. Before they enter a country, Dr. Patrick, what should be happening? Because I, I think I, I, I would love to have maybe some solutions on the table, which should be considered by those who, who are listening to us. I would I look at it and answer that, that question differently. In that, in order for a Chinese person 
or an Arab person or a Lebanese person to make a profit in Zambia, they need customers. So if a Chinese person discriminates against a Zambian person or discriminates against anyone, you don't need a mayor to go and take away their license. What you need is four pickets in front of the store indicating what they did and in their business that way. You don't patronize them. You stop going there. And you'll see that their practices will cease immediately. Just so I, 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 I like that. I, I, I like that. We don't need to, so we don't need to have the mayor spend his or her valuable resources to come to a store. We just need to, as one of the brothers mentioned earlier, we need to organize. And the quick, best way to organize is to make up signs and, and picket, protest. Yes. Do not shop here because this person did this, that person did that. I, I just have um, two foods of thought to share with everyone, and possibly uh, they may want to discuss this next week or sometime in the not-too-distant future. The first one is, it was mentioned, I, I think you mentioned this, uh, Roger, about having uh, your a tax deductible or your remittances sent to from from Canada to to Zambia being deducted <clears throat> by Canada. This is the question. If you <clears throat> begin to having your your taxes deductible by sending money to Zambia, the question is how much money is going to be deducted, and in that way, will Canada capitalize on these resources? They know how much is being sent. What type of programs can they use to capitalize uh, Canada's coffers. So we need to question as to whether or not it's going to be beneficial to have your taxes deducted or should there be another vehicle by Zambians to to calculate their remittances. We know that remittances going to Zambia is a great deal, a lot of money. So we we just need to look at that more carefully. Now, with respect to the coronavirus, <clears throat> the statement is it's coming out of China. Every major city in the United States has a Chinatown, the largest being in Los Angeles and New York. The coronavirus, basically, it has been stated that the coronavirus in the United States, largely came from Europeans traveling to New York or Europeans traveling to the United States. The issue at hand, get it, is who will you attach the blame to? Are you going to attach it to the Chinese government or are you going to attach it to the Europeans? And once you attach it to a country, then the next thing is 
you know who to litigate against. So we're looking at who are we going to sue? Are we going to sue the Chinese? No, we can't say that. Are we going to sue the Europeans? No, we can't say that. So this is a, a game being played as to who are we going to blame with the underlying current is who are we going to sue? Mm. Okay, those are those are, are, are noted. Those are noted. Uh, I, I want us to conclude still on the, this uh, um, uh, the, the foreigner. Uh, Dr. Patrick has given us uh, one hint uh, to to follow, um, but still, I was I don't know if it can work. Whether these people, when they arrive, the uh, orientations because the, the Chinese nation are not going anywhere. That, that's a no. fact. The, the money they've given no. us, the money we have borrowed, I don't think we have a spine to chase them away, no matter what the, the, the mayor thinks. Why don't we work with them? I know I was, uh, like I don't know if you remember, <laughs> you were sitting me down when mm. I caught them. These are brutal people. They, they are brutal in, in the way they treat uh, even each other. Uh, sometimes the Chinese can be, can be very... Uh, so... I don't know, Brother Charlie. We develop a, we develop a orientation class. Every Chinese, before either they get a visa or when they land in Zambia, they have to come and orient to have an understanding. They should not only hear well, about the problem when their store is being closed or their license yeah. is being confiscated. Why don't we create some kind of orientation class, every Chinese who comes should go through that. And when they do stuff like this, then we can warn them. You guys, you were told about this. Go ahead, Vachet. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess for me, there, there's got to be a deterrent for, for everything, something that will stop even someone who has those intentions from going ahead and do it. Because human, as long as you have human beings, you're going to have some evil people. For instance, mm-hmm. With the, with the women, the discrimination against women, the sexual assaults on women, even in, in Hollywood and everything else, there, was, there are laws against that. Now, as long as nobody was going to prison, everybody knows it's wrong. As long as nobody was going to prison, it kept going on. Until we started jailing people, and people started speaking up, and people started going to prison. Now, with a lot more, people are being a lot more careful. Even with us, as long as uh, we can orient them. But if somebody just is evil or has a bad heart, they're still going to ignore the law. That's not going to be enforced and do what they want. There has to be consequences. In any society, you can put a law on paper, but if I offend, I go against that law, and nothing happens to me, your law is useless. There has to be consequences. And until we start seeing people paying a price, if the Chinese saw one China guy be deported or mm-hmm. stripped of everything and put back on the plane and go back, then they'll say, no, I have to go. I'm here in Zambia making good money. I'd better behave myself because I can't make this money in my own country. But as long as we just smile, and the reason why the mayor has to go there, these other junior officers in the council, uh, Dr. Patrick, they understand what laws are being broken. But if when the Chinaman getting the license went and talked to the mayor or to the minister or to the president's wife, that's how he got his license. It doesn't Mm. matter who I can be the inspector general of police. If I touch him, I am fired. That's how things work in Africa. So the mayor himself had to go there because these junior people can't go there and say anything. 
because the same Chinaman is going to pick up the phone and call the minister. And then the, the whoever junior officer went there, now he is fired for stopping somebody from committing a breaking a law. So there's got to be ways that we work around this. For me, there's the, the problem in Zambia is like a huge elephant. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Let's look at progressive things that are going to keep biting, taking chunks, taking uh, power and rights back to the people in small bites because no one is going to give up the whole cake. But in small bites, no. in 10, 15 years, yeah. 20 years from today, it will be a different picture. We we are two, there are two statements that I just can't deal with. Uh, one statement is that uh, that's the way things are done in Africa. And then the second one is uh, that's that's good enough for government work. Those are two statements that I I, I despise because one, what's done in Africa, what's, what's done in Africa is also done in the United States. The same same mode but with a different name. And with government work, there are some outstanding government work and government employees. So it's not an average. Um, hoity toity type of uh, approach. So those two Thank things for the I, I can't I can't take or I don't uh, abide by. Thank you for the correction. So Roger, because we know what we are. Remember the road that will lead you home. That will lead you
That will lead you 